Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. Is there actually a difference between thrifty and cheap? Like- <laughs> I like the sound of thrifty better than cheap. I, I've, I identify as thrifty, not cheap. <laughs> well, I'd, it's something where either one probably has a bit of a negative connotation because it sounds like you're stingy with money. Thrifty does as well? Yeah. I thought thrifty meant you're smart, you're crafty. You can be rich and thrifty. I guess you could be rich and thrifty, but it always sounds, I don't know. Well, it- what do you call a rich person who's smart with their money? Um, a, well, frugal. <laughs> there is frugal, but I guess what what do you mean by smart with their money? Meaning they don't overspend, they don't spend beyond their means. Well, there is no means. <laughs> Depends on how rich you are. Yeah, really. Um, but they they live modestly. They drive a an average car that is not a luxury sports vehicle with extra add-ons. I have heard stories of that. Like maybe Chris Rock or someone like that drove a Civic and or still does. You know, never got like these expensive sports cars and then i mean what's what's beyond like elon musk's uh budget like the moon like i he guess literally can't afford the moon that's beyond his means that's that's him being fiscally responsible i didn't buy the moon guys yeah. i totally could <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i feel like um when it comes to situations and i think we've talked about tipping before where there are people that they want to split a bill mm-hmm. at a restaurant. They're the ones that order everything. And then they say, you know, let's just split it down the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you ordered five drinks and three appetizers right. and an entree and a dessert. And all I did was get a salad. Mm-hmm. We're not splitting this thing down the middle. Mm-hmm. right? You, you ordered literally $55 more stuff than me. Uh, but then there's people who are cheap with tips where they're like, they got the tip calculator exactly, you know, decimal But that's points. not being cheap. That's being, I'm, I'm more concerned with etiquette and doing it the right way. So the, the minimum to me is minimum politeness. And it's like, actually the minimum tip is a maximum polite, politeness. And then anything beyond that is generous. So the, let me get, let me try to get this math. The minimum tip is the maximum politeness? Yeah. Okay. Like all you require, it's what you're literally required to do. 20%. Now, if you give 21%, you're generous. Okay. But you said bringing out a calculator and making sure you give exactly 20%. That's not bad. That's like making sure you do it right. No, I'm not. I'm, well, there's the people who I maybe take it to an extreme where they, like, they do at 12.5% or something like that. And they don't round up. Yeah, they're, they're rounding down. <laughs> the tip, the, the bill will say $12.43 and they'll be like, there you go. I do... I think it's funny the people that seem like they can't understand math all of a sudden like there's a bill and they go i don't know what should i tip uh four dollars is that the correct amount it's like you your bill was a hundred you know it's not four dollars they do get very flustered in that moment they because well i think math does that to people i get flustered with quick math where it's like take 20 percent of this now i mean i go okay 10 percent is this 10 percent is that add it <laughs> or 10 percent is this double it that's my 20 percent. it's well that is 20%. but i don't multiply by 0.2 in my mind yeah, I guess, but it's all of this stuff is fairly easy and it's But there are shortcuts, but all I'm saying is some people could get flustered, especially if they don't know the shortcut. I so guess. they want to ballpark it. They want someone else who's quicker at math to just tell them they're correct in their guess. <laughs> I think I, that's the deal. I guess that could be I, I don't know. I, I think that some anybody who pretends to be super flustered like that and just throws out like three dollars they know better. It's wishful thinking. It's, I think it's also, it's like a con game where if you just act like you're confused, 
mm-hmm. then people will be like, oh, they 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 didn't mean to just leave. Not a lot a of six percent tip. Yeah. Not a lot of trust in your fellow man, is there? No, no, I, I'm very skeptical with people's uh, motives behind intentions and motives behind. Well, you things. know what they say about if you if you don't if you're not trustworthy, then you don't trust others. Well, I don't know that that's true at all. I just have been burned a few times. So there's different things where like uh, there are people who are beyond cheap. Uh, you know, I I had to uh, go to a gig. And rent a car with a couple other comedians. And this it's a big SUV that we're renting. We're going out. And the we had to fill up in gas just on the way there. Mm-hmm. And it was 90 bucks to fill up this SUV. And one of the comics gave me 20 bucks as gas money. That feels right. Yeah. For the <laughs> entire trip. That that So just 90 was one way, 90 back the other. Yeah, but 20 might have felt like... A hundred percent of what was in his wallet. <laughs> Maybe, but it was, it was kind of like, he got paid. it's just kind of one of those funny things where it's like, oh, I should probably give you some gas money. And it was 20 bucks. I'm like, that's, that paid maybe for the tolls. Like they didn't even, right. that well, didn't even hit the so, gas. So I guess yeah. if we're doing math correctly, 90 divided three ways is 30, but then multiply that by two. So really he should have been giving you 60 bucks. Right. That would have right. hurt. You know, like if you think you're giving 20 and really you owe 60, I hate, it's sticker shock is what it is. Yeah. Who's, who decided to get that big SUV if it uh, wasn't his call? Yeah, I mean... He might have felt sensitive about that. Maybe maybe he did feel sensitive about that part. <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was literally the only car they had. So it was like oh, that or don't go to the gig. So. I hate rental companies. Yeah, but those are the type of things where, you know, if you go on another gig with someone like that, you go, okay, ahead of time. We're splitting this, right? Right. This is what you're going to be paying. This is what I'm going to yeah, be Yeah, you're not doing me like person. you did last time. Yeah. Sidebar, why are, what are the ethics behind rental companies? Why reserve a car and then you show up and they have no cars left? It's like, didn't I reserve one? I know. I, so I think that almost every single time, at least in, here in New York, I have reserved something and it has not been the car that I've reserved. That is so infuriating to me. Like you've been, you've, you've gone through this more than once. So you're, it's now par for the course for you, or it's just like part of the routine. For me, that would happen once and I never rent again. <laughs> I would go by bicycle if you, I had to. You got to. Like, this is the, that's the thing, which is my recommendation on that is always rent the absolute cheapest car listed. Yeah. Because they're going to end up just giving you whatever they have anyway. Aha. So, so you can, you can get an upgrade for free, but that way. Right. You can. I love that hack. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes that grade's okay. You know, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before about the rental stuff, you know, where I, we've got a Tesla because that's all they had and mm-hmm. then it's been okay on some trips and then on other trips it's like oh man this is not charging properly there's something something in the system causing it to not to charge all the way i don't know right and so it ends up extending the trip twice as long as it should be that's what people love a long longer time at a gas station i know <laughs> longer road trip yeah sometimes things are uh, worth a little bit more to your time is worth more yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think about my friends being cheap or thrifty. And I think I am the thriftiest among my friends. So I'm probably the one that they're like, eh, she's the cheapo. I'm just sensitive about like spending when I don't need to. However, if I, I'm very generous with myself. If I overspend on myself, I usually end up with excess beauty products that I then give to my friends for free. So I'm generous in that way. Well, that's the thing. I, I feel like thrift. I guess I'm greedy. Yeah, I'm I'm cheap when it comes to some things. When it's things I don't want to do. Ah, uh, like right, like, right. Then you can't be 
then it's, it hurts you to spend money on right. it. Right. Which I Insult think... Insult to injury. Yeah, I think all of it should be a an agreement ahead of time. Sort of like, hey, do you want to come do this thing that I don't want to do? Or, you know, right. Or Lay all the cards do? on the table. Right. So that we kind of know ahead of time. Now, there's times where, you know, I went out to lunch with a friend and he picked the restaurant ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And he said, what about this place? And I looked at the menu mm-hmm. ahead of time, and it was, this is lunch, mind you. Mm-hmm. Now, it was like 40 or $50 a, a plate. That's too much. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, So I just wrote, hey, what do you think about that? You know, could you mind if we go someplace cheaper? Now, for context, what's your ideal lunch price to pay? And uh, I, I want to leave there no more than 20 bucks in. Sure. But I would ideally like to pay $12 every time. Yeah, I mean, not including tip. When the base yeah. price is seventeen, I get irritated because I'm like, now this is going to go past twenty. Yeah, twenty is including tip. I'd like to be gotcha. all in tax tip. So you're a fourteen, fifteen dollar lunch man. Something like that. Okay, yes. back to you. We're talking about lunch, yes. <laughs> and so he said, "Oh yeah, no problem." And we went to a Thai restaurant instead, and then we got out there, twenty bucks each with tax and tip. Gotta love right. Thai. Gotta love Thai people. Love the country, Thailand. Yes. And great restaurants, uh, very affordable lunch specials. And that was fine. He was actually, then was like, actually, I'm glad that you picked someplace else because I didn't look at the prices when I picked <laughs> oh, that place. Oh, dear. Yeah, so and he had sticker shock too. Yeah, so when he went back and saw it, he goes, oh, boy, that was a lot more expensive. <laughs> and if he just said yes, I would have been kind of stuck. So. And sometimes even if you have 40 bucks to drop on lunch, you're not getting $40 worth of food. Never once getting- have I ever gotten $40 worth of food anywhere. <laughs> You're lunch, getting an dinner. inflated price, yeah, yeah. with like regular with regular portions. And the problem is that probably because I grew up in an area where buffets were like five ninety nine, oh, and so right. you think unlimited food for a very cheap price. So the idea of getting small plates of something and it being forty bucks, right. and Half of it's just garnish around the plate. I'm like, I can't. I, can't I, I better not see any plate if I'm spending forty dollars. No, forty, I don't 40 see bucks any is part grocery money. Like that's right. Not one meal. It's a grocery bill. Well, it's funny that you mentioned buffets because in hindsight, I would pick probably four things out of the thirty things off offered at a buffet as a child. You know, I'd be like popcorn, shrimp, <laughs> fried okra, a roll. You know, it was just very limited. So really, was I eating five ninety nine worth <laughs> you of food? You combine those two things, it's the saddest po' boy ever. <laughs> it's the po' boy's po' boy. Yeah, it's a real po' boy. <laughs> yeah, I... Extremely po' boy. Yeah, I guess it's talking about like buffets. What is your go-to if you go beyond... Because I don't know if I've ever seen fried okra there. And if I did, I probably skipped it. Mm-hmm. And so I blocked it out of my memory because I do not like okra at mm-hmm. all. You were like, what is that? What's alien from outer space well, is that thing? I'm sure I tried it because it was fried. Yeah. And I've tried everything fried. Uh-huh. And then I found out, ooh, this is not... This isn't this is not shrimp. For me. <laughs> this is slimy inside. What's that about? Yeah, fried shrimp for sure would be something that I would have gotten a lot of at... Because <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, Ryan's Steakhouse, which we went to Ryan's buffet, in basically. Indiana, yep. And I definitely... I always got chickpeas. So at the salad bars, okay. it was just... I would pile up the chickpeas. Just straight from a can? No, it's a buffet. I know, but I meant, do you, don't you think they just decant those from a can? Or do you think they rinse them? Like, there's nothing to the chickpeas, right? Or do they season them? Do they put speckled green? <laughs> it's probably just from a can. Got you. So yes. you like pure? Now you think, now well, that's think okay. That's fine. It's a whole food. Yeah. You like whole chickpeas. That's funny. I don't. I couldn't be bothered with them. To me, that a texture was off. 
I ate them, but I was like, oh, these things. And you like fried okra, which I don't get. Yeah. That's the texture. It does not work Fried for me. okra has it all. Slime, crunch, <laughs> chew. Oof. Yeah, slime. You lost me at slime. For sure. <laughs> I can do crunch and chew, but I can't do slime. Sliminess is also why you don't tolerate eggplants, by the way. Oof. Yeah, I'm not into those either. Which I had an aunt that was uh, vegetarian. And so oh. we would see her maybe once a year. Maybe. Maybe more like once every other year. Mm-hmm. And we always went to Olive Garden. And she always got the eggplant parmesan. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I guess, one of the only things that she would get ever. Yeah, it and tastes very close to chicken parmesan. Probably. <laughs> it's got yeah. a lot of cheese and a lot of sauce. And so I'm sure I tried that at that time. And it was not good right yeah. right and, she, and by the way she wasn't even my aunt she was my dad's aunt i was gonna say i wonder which of your aunts it was okay so she was older you know what i thought you were gonna say she always ordered the unlimited salad <laughs> <laughs> which you would think a vegetarian would have done that but i she, think you could have stopped right there no i think she did uh, eggplant parmesan probably the unlimited breadsticks yeah yeah she's a big spender yes um yeah i i i liked um well, I guess I already explained it. Ryan's had really sweet rolls. You know, who's the one though? What's the buffet that t- took over? It dominated the Midwest. Is it old? Co- no, it's not old country buffet. I the one where you and I would go to meet with your parents and get Jello plus oh, <laughs> strawberry. You're talking fondue about fountain. <laughs> Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Somehow, Golden Corral just took over all the MCL cafeterias, all the Ryan's like. I could probably name just about every buffet growing up because there was those. And, and MCL was a cafeteria, which is very weird. Like it was not a buffet. It oh. was literally a caf, like a cafeteria like you would have at school, like the school lunch <laughs> where you go along and go, I'll have the corn, please. And there's a lunch lady back there with a hairnet that puts the corn on your plate. It's like a, it's like a role play theme park. Yeah. And then you got charged style. for each item that you bought. They're really? At the cash register. Yeah. We always met my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, at MCL cafeteria. I guess it was within everybody's uh, budget at the time. Well, but I loved it. I guess it kid. depends on what you get. You know, whether it's in your budget. If it's just a plate full of corn. Corn. Yeah, my mom's probably happy. This one will just have corn and rolls, and if you have cents. any fried okra back there, she'll take that. Um, <laughs> Sizzler was fun, although I always looked at in the, in the front of the Sizzler line, and maybe it's the same way to this day you could pick out a steak and to me that was so boring as a child i'm like look at all these same pictures of the same steak and the money it was like i don't know maybe it said 12 bucks but i thought ew too expensive too expensive get yeah. the buffet you got more options <laughs> well i always wanted the buffet and there was ponderosa that had that's right and there's a bonanza i never saw bonanza which i believe which i think i actually saw this recently because i think they still kind of exist I think they're the same company. They just go by different names. Oh. And it's all based on the show. Yeah. Bonanza, I think. I, I wish Michael Landon, Ranch. I wish people dressed like Michael Landon would welcome you in there. Yes. But not Bonanza, Michael Landon. Highway to Heaven, Michael Landon. Yeah, well, you need that uh, 80s hair. <laughs> the actual workers there do look like <laughs> Highway to Heaven, Michael Landon. Yes. And that would so, have been a better joke. Um, and I've told, maybe I've told it on the podcast, but um, we, we talk about buffets a lot on this podcast. Uh, we haven't talked enough yet, so I'm glad we're back into it. There was the Wendy's buffet, which was a trial thing. Which Does I, that count? Isn't it just burger fixins? No, oh, it was no. Tell me about it. They had their whole salad bar thing, which was, which is essentially a buffet. So they had the salad bar, which yes. lots of places in the eighties had a salad bar and nineties, I guess they don't seem to do those anymore probably because it's open air food and disgusting disgusting, spreading germs (laughs) but 
Then there was. What if a, we put the kitchen in the center of the dining room? <laughs> yes, just let these customers who don't wash, who don't their, wash hands their hands and have no law requiring them to handle everything. <laughs> and so then there was the two hot food areas. One was a taco stand. Mm-hmm. You made your own tacos. Mm-hmm. They had soft tortillas and one of those little tortilla holder things. Oh, cute. That they I don't know where they brought them out from. Microwave, probably. Mm-hmm. And they also had crunchy tortilla shells, just like you get Old El Paso or Taco Bell. When you say tortilla holder thing, you mean a, a shallow dish with a lid on top? Yes. That keeps them steamed? Oh, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I just had a flashback to Ryan's. There was a little boy, oh, my age, who was pouring the soft serve into his mouth and sucking... <laughs> sucking the end where it comes where it drips down and we saw it and we joked about it at the table with my mom like ew look at that kid and then we waited for the parents to find out finally the parents shooed him away but it was like for for trips and trips we would not get the ice cream because of that kid well yeah he got his filthy mouth all over it ruined it for everybody i just thought i don't know who's been licking on this well that's the problem is all of those uh do-it-yourself Restaurant things mm-hmm. shouldn't exist like that. Like that, there shouldn't be a little ice cream nozzle out there for some kid to be sucking on. Yeah, how is how is a small child able to reach it? That's the that's the problem. Like, you, it should have been higher up for the taller adults to serve it to the kids. I think in yeah. hindsight, okay. It's, and it's, the fact is that those parents probably did just shoo them away and didn't tell anybody, and they were embarrassed and. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how my mom didn't come and scold him. Shoot, I'm the kind of parent that would come up and say, hey, don't do that. Oh, yeah. I, I think if I was anywhere near it, I'd be like, stop. Like, come yeah. on, dude. I don't, well, I don't speak that way to kids. I go, no, thank you. That's how I do it. I'll sing, I sing a little song to them. No, thank you. That's not sanitary. Yeah, the kid was 12 and you're talking to him like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. He's like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> Believe it or not, I may talk like a kindergarten teacher, but I don't have the patience to teach kindergartners. More than one. I like one at a time. No, you get a look in your eye when you see kids doing stuff. And maybe you do a sing-songy voice, but your face is not sing-songy. Maybe it's the face that compels them to listen. Yeah, you have a very stern, stop doing that look on your face. Like, I'm not happy about this. (laughs) Resting substitute Darn it. (laughs) Substitute (laughs) Substitute I have resting substitute teacher face. Oh, that's a hard one to get out. Resting substitute teacher's face. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I'm, I'm frugal, and I think that uh, one of my the joys. Um, I, I had a friend who was recovering from surgery the other day, and I helped stop by and help her get some stuff, reach some things that she couldn't. And then I walked back home, and on the way home, I found more freebies than I ever found in my life. And I thought the Lord is smiling upon me because of my generous service uh, thank to you mankind. for your service here is a bunch of junk somebody else didn't i'm want. being rewarded in personalized freebies and let me detail them for you a plastic folder to put my daughter's drawings in just an empty plastic folder um both a, of which i think should be thrown away both the folder and the drawings right a tote bag that is silver lined so you can put your freezables in it while you're grocery shopping mm-hmm. a, a ll bean blue corduroy jacket that fit me. It was my size. <laughs> it, which, it definitely was a jacket that fit you. And finally, folks, no, one last thing. Uh, two last things. A shelf 
to keep like a little, it was like a, I thought it was an Ikea shelf, but it turns out it's not Ikea brand. It's made in China, but it is one of those shelves that leans against your wall and it's three tiered. It's quite flimsy, but it holds board games. All right. So I got that and I got a little tiny piece of paper that you would have just dismissed as trash, but it has labels for travel toiletries, shampoo, conditioner, lotion. I was in heaven. I'm like, who needs to go to TJ Maxx? Wow. I wonder why I would dismiss that as trash. (laughs) I mean, you found it in the garbage, but... Man, just a week ago, I got you a Donkey Kong figurine off the street. That, that is you true. you gladly accepted. That was fine. We sanitize these things, and then they live in our house. I, well, freebies are... Like, we've said this a couple times on the podcast. In New York, freebies are just out because people will set things out that are perfectly usable or nice. They just don't have space for it because we don't have space in our apartments. Right. We also don't have time for garage sales to haggle with people. We're just like, just have it for free. Just My time it. is money. You often see uh, a sign on something that says works. <laughs> so people know this is not just trash. It could be a coffee maker. I've seen coffee, tons of coffee makers. Uh, televisions. Yeah. People put TVs out, computers. Uh, I've gotten video game stuff. I love the signs. The signs are always too much information. Once I got a coffee drip machine that said, the sign said, we switched to French press. Like, I don't need to know your life. Uh, Well, you know what? They probably are thinking how every um, artisanal packaging uh, that you get now has the complete story of the vineyard that it came from. (laughs) And it's like, these are raisins. I don't care. You know, (laughs) right. Why they started this. Well, today I found, today I I put it back. You'll be proud. But the note, the post-it was very long and it said, it was a smoke detector by the Nest, so it looked high tech, and it said, this works well, but eats batteries at an alarming rate. And I thought, did they put the word alarm as a as a pun for smoke detector? No, absolutely not. Okay. That, anyone that writes out a note that long <laughs> on a free thing that they just threw out <laughs> doesn't have a great sense of humor. <laughs> So I love freebies. I love pulling them in. I pulled in two chairs. I even posted them on Instagram. So proud to find them. But then both you and our daughter thought they were very uncomfortable. So they went right back outside. Yeah. there's a Sometimes there's a very good reason why people get rid of things. And <laughs> it's weird to only have like, like to say we found two chairs and people are like, don't you have chairs? It's like, well, in, in New York, you get a couple chairs. Right. You get a couple and that's all you got room for. I brought two in and two were going to go back out. The two that I, I wasn't going to use. And um, and you might ask yourselves, well, what if you have company over? And in that case, I would say we make do. I would either use my recliner. Um, we have an office chair, uh, maybe a folding chair from that we use to watch parades <laughs> that's yeah. in the closet. You know, like you, you, but you don't keep real unfoldable, statable chairs in storage in New York. Like, why would you take up 80% of your closet space? Well, you just have it sitting out. You just have it sitting in your living room, uh, an extra chair for no reason. Right. Which just, it just sounds like the most bizarre thing if you're not from here to be like, what are you even talking about? You you don't have a full set of chairs at your dinner table. It's like, yes, correct. Because you get the dinner (laughs) table pushed up against the wall and you put some chairs around the remaining sides now i do have a friend who when he was a bachelor he only kept one fork in his house and i thought that was a bit much well that's that's jd salinger hermit level that means that person has to wash the fork every single time they eat great point great point or they don't and they're like that kid with the nozzle and (laughs) it's just like germs mean nothing to them he grew up to be the one fork man yeah fork i can't imagine just having one fork i don't like the number of spoons and forks that we have and we've probably got (laughs) 
I don't know, eight, what? eight, ten, maybe something like that. But they were always running out. Oh, it's too small. I thought you were yes. going to say it's too many because no. we have salad forks that we use interchangeably with no, dinner we, forks. No, we do not use them interchangeably. Maybe you do, but they are not the same size yeah. and they do not uh, have even the same sharpness. So, oh, really? The di- the salad forks for some reason are a little sharper and they're shorter and they're stumpier, and I just don't like that. Yeah. Oh, I thought we thought you just didn't like the look of them, but they actually function differently to you. Not just to me, but to the entire world. That's why they're made differently. Mm, agree to disagree. I think people, it was invented by pretentious people who wanted to change the size of stuff. Well, that's then that's like saying a steak knife and a butter knife are just the same thing. <laughs> you can cut steak with a butter knife. N- no. Not as easily. You cannot. <laughs> I like that we don't see eye to eye on everything because we broaden each other's horizons. Uh, that's That could be what... One way to describe it, broadening horizons. Because I know one thing you can't be bothered with. Let's just say you don't want the inconvenience of trying to work harder at cutting your steak with a butter knife. But (laughs) if all the steak knives were dirty, I would grab a butter knife in a heartbeat because I can't be bothered to wash the knives. I can't even imagine what you are saying right now. Like it's You can because I'm about to bring up a specific, a Luke specific can't be bothered. The laundry. You will put it in front of the hamper but not into the hamper. Because the hamper's behind a closet door. So you don't want to do this action of opening a door and dropping the clothing. You just want to fling it off your body and then run through the house naked. That's not how it happens. That's not how it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Although that sounds like fun. (laughs) That's what I picture you doing. I've never seen it happen, but I just picture you going, after you run away. (laughs) I I think really what happens is that I'm cleaning up the house. And so if there's... Uh, some dirty laundry that was in the bathroom after a shower or something like that. Right. I'm grabbing that. I'm throwing it down there to put in the hamper later. And I'm <laughs> cleaning up everything else in the house that's going on. So. Okay. So you're saving it for hamper time. Hamper time. Stop. <laughs> hamper time. <laughs> it's uh, just, we never get to that, that point. That's going to be the name of the episode, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for uh, already knowing what speaks to my soul. I, I do. I think that maybe it's one of those uh, type of movie situations where you wrote that note all along. The one that was alarming, right? Uh-huh. It was you the whole time. <laughs> and I'm telling it about it as if I found it mm-hmm. on the street. Yeah, just to gauge how weird you think it is. That's uh, No, it's just much more of your sense of humor than some random person. Oh, the up. pun. Right, right. You're right. I read into it. They they didn't say all that. They were just trying to be verbose. Mm-hmm. It's a fight club situation. <laughs> but instead of... There was, there was no instead of Tyler other person. Jordan, instead of imagining a stronger version of myself, I just imagine people make puns like I do. Yes. I like that. Um, yeah. So maybe you don't understand in New York that we only have a limited number of furniture items, but it's it's so that our little apartment will look... at the same level of cleanliness that your four-bedroom house looks. You guys just have a craft room or something. Or, excuse me, the people at home, Luke. (laughs) Some people in the Midwest just have craft rooms that just become catch-alls for beanbag chairs and kids' toys and rock'em, sock'em, bopper. Rock'em, sock'em, boppers. (laughs) Is that what... Are you picturing like an inflatable punching glove? That's what I was picturing. Well, there's those... What were those called? They were not called rock'em, sock'em. That's rock'em, sock'em robots, I think. But... uh, Oh, okay. The sock'em boppers, maybe? That must have been the bopper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. uh, That's where you put those (laughs) floaties that... that, Probably it's printed on those. Do not use these in a pool. You will drown. They probably also say something like... uh, A disclaimer like, do not actually hit people with these. (laughs) 
even though they are boxing gloves for children. Right. You will not. Don't punch the wall with these in your hands. You will hurt yourself. It's for appearances only. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but we don't have that. We like the, the closest we have in New York to your craft room, to a craft room is an alley where we just, people will throw their Popeye's cups and wrappers. You know what I mean? Like that's our catch all is just the street. The street is the catch all for everything we're getting rid of good and bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But in New York, um, you know, it, it is filthy. Another thing people who don't live here don't understand, they think it's extremely ridden with crime. I think statistically it might be because of the number of people here. But I don't think it's because people that live here are brutish. I think you'd have to define what statistics you're talking about because there's per capita. That's the one I mean. Which changes, you know, that's more of like a percentage type of thing. Like per number of people... This is how much crime happens. So then there's per capita, which is per number of fraternities. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to you. Yeah, it's just, you're so close on the pun there. Uh, you're so close. I know. Maybe you should talk to your alter ego. Then there's That's per cap and crunch, which <laughs> is uh, for cereal eaters. There we go. And so, um, but then there is actual numbers. So there's like, let's just say murders. There is number of murders, which could be. In New York, let's just say 500 murders. Mm-hmm. And then you could say uh, Oklahoma City, and there's 400 murders. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, there's clearly New York is more dangerous because there's 100 more murders. But then you go per capita, which is based on per number of people that are there. And you go, oh, there's 10 times as many people in New York City as Oklahoma City. Right. It's more dangerous because there's more murders happening per Sure. Yeah. I would measure it by Dateline episodes. Like where did, what <laughs> setting did they use? And, and, you know, like looking at it from over a year, how many took place in New York? The answer is usually one to two. Well, yeah, I guess it probably also depends on what type of crime you're looking at because in Dateline episodes, they're always sensational and it has to be somebody who had money or they're, yeah. it's a crime of passion or, right. or an insurance scam. In New York, it was, you just sat too close to somebody <laughs> On the subway, or you stepped on their sneakers, and now you're dead. Yeah, our passion here is limited. To, we just snap, and that's not the same thing as being passionate yes. about something. It's not quite as you can't get a whole hour out of. Yeah, he just, you know, saw a rat and decided to push somebody in front of the train. It was just, it was just breaking point. It's have like, you have you ever had a New York breaking point? Because I know I have. It myself, like, yes, like where you snapped, you were out of character with your reaction to the, something. The most, well, more fairly recently, a few months ago. I yelled at somebody because a perfect stranger, a perfect stranger because I was, I, it was a late show I was coming home from. So uh, coming home like at one or two in the morning Mm -hmm. and my subway card had expired. So I had to get another one. (laughs) And so I went to put it in and there was a guy that got really close to me and there's two available machines to get subway cards. I'm laughing because I remember this story. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. He's, he's all up in your guts. I don't know why. He's just standing like, two feet away from me just smiling like a really weird creepy smile and i'm like uh look at him you know i give him the glare there's like a new york glare of like okay back off you're seeing like step back right you're trying to send him a message did you look him up and down for a weapon like is this man gonna knife me or you just ah well i did yeah maybe briefly just kind of like why is he so close right right and this particular station usually has a lot of uh police that are hanging out there anyway so i don't know if there was a police or not but I 
I know this guy. And this guy was significantly smaller than me, too. Okay. And so he's just sitting there smiling. And so I'm having trouble with the machine. Not because of my thing, but because I was trying to refill a card. Mm -hmm. And it was not letting me refill the card. It was making me buy a whole new one. Yeah. Your card is too old. Yes. And so (laughs) it's it's an extra dollar. But when I started to do that, he... then got even closer and started to say something to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks he needs to help me. Right. And I was He's like, mansplaining to right. Me. And I was like, dude, back away, get away from me. Right. Like step back. Like I don't, you know, and then he kind of stepped back and was still like one foot and still was smiling at me. And I was like, why are you even this close to me? Uh-oh. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, back off. Step and go, off Elaine. Yeah. Step off George. And you know, it was just a brief little encounter and he stepped back and then I paid for my thing and left. But it, I that's I don't have a lot of those where I'm just like yelling at people. No, but, I know. I I can count the number of times you've yelled, you raised your voice to me on one hand. Like it's just been a handful of times. Yeah, I don't get too loud. I did get in a fight at the walking a dog once, at which that's rough. You know, it it was something where it was back when we had our English bulldog and he didn't walk very far or do anything, and so I had let him off leash in this little area that nobody ever goes to. And of course, this day, somebody walks their dog by there and he charged at him. He didn't bite him. He didn't do anything like that. He's he like, get out of my, this is my special him. place. Right. And uh, the dude kicked him. Oh. And I was like, Maxie boy. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get him. Right. You know, I, I got the dog. Don't worry. Cause the first kick I get, you're maybe scared, but I went down to reach him and I had my hand about an inch away from uh, yeah, our you're dog, tending to your dog and he kicked him again oh, away from me. Almost like. I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'm not done uh, punishing your dog, sir. Right. And so <laughs> I stood like, up and I said, I got him. Dog. And the guy slapped my glasses off my face. Oh. And then we got into like a tussle. thing. Was this man Will Smith? Uh, he was the size of Will Smith. Like, you know, <laughs> but I'm not the size of Chris Rock. So maybe that's a little different. No, thing. I just wonder when it comes to slappers. Um, <laughs> hey, well, he didn't. And then at one point he did hit me in the temple with a fist oh my gosh and it didn't it didn't affect me at all like and i think that was the moment where he was like okay i'm kind of maybe i should be done here because he was trying to be a jerk like he tried to stomp on my glasses and i i prevented tried to stomp on your glasses this hands out of control and so i you know i grabbed him you know and was getting my hands around his throat almost and oh my lord then i was just like i pushed him away and said you know you got just get out of here man he never said a word in any of this (laughs) He honestly looked a bit like a school shooter, except a big, just a big white dude with uh, like uh, sunglasses, but the kind that Guy Fieri would wear. Oh, strange! Yeah, like these oak, weird Oakleys, and yeah, he had yeah, like yeah. combat like boots on movie. and stuff. And it's just like, what? I don't even know. He never said anything, not a word. And then he just walked away like Lurch. Wow, he didn't want any of your smoke. He thought he did, and then he changed his mind. I well, I do think that he did realize that this wasn't just going to be as easy as he thought it was going to be and i didn't i didn't want to be in a big fight anyway because you never know with anybody mm-hmm. first of all you don't know how trained they are anymore people are yeah. everybody every, every i roll my eyes at that remark nobody is trained in martial arts except joe rogan and his that is not true at all buddies at the gym there's all these guys now see this stuff on television so they are going to mma gyms and things like that so even if somebody has an itty bitty amount of training compared to somebody that has none, mm-hmm. they're they're in an advantage. But does that feel statistically more likely than the fact that they're just carrying 
A weapon? Well, that was what I was getting to, is that you don't know what if somebody has a weapon or not. Right. So a That's knife the more or common. Gun. That was the more common thing. I just am surprised you led with you don't know because you don't, they've trained you. You don't lead with the best. You don't go, you might have a gun. Or he might know how to, you know, sidekick You don't somebody. know if they're a superhero or even a superhero sidekick. Um, well, I, my moment of New York of snapping was I missed a train. I was at West... 4th Street and I just had had a day and I had, had run up the stairs to catch it and I and it didn't come or something and I just remember shouting no I just was like you know I just kept I couldn't say no and I think I said the F word too I was like F no F no and then someone I think a guy came up behind me and said the next one's coming soon ma'am yeah. <laughs> and I was like ah but I, I just said, I unleashed the beast. Because you know when a train is leaving, it's so noisy. People can't really hear you shouting anyway. Well, apparently they can. Yeah, they could. They, so much they so like, that somebody had to talk you down from your they were, episode. Yeah. They were like, ma'am, you're going to hold up this whole show if you jump on the tracks. So why don't you back up and yeah. just take take a moment. Take this, a is the, this is the type of person that's going to make us all late to work. Let's just, <laughs> please just calm down. Ironically, it was a guy wearing Oakleys in combat boots. Yeah. <laughs> Was he walking a basset hound? <laughs> he, he, you had a change of heart after your incident years ago. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, so New York does that to you after a while. And it, is it dangerous? Is there? Yeah, but every place can be dangerous. And it's not more dangerous than most places, just generally speaking. But when you see, like, the TV representations, mm-hmm. I don't know if... Do you think it's accurate or not accurate the way they... What's accurate is they're using actual locations. They're they're in New York City. So, but but what's inaccurate is they will cut to what's supposed to be further down the block, and it'll be a completely different location. There is that element. Well, you're if, in a different neighborhood now. Let's just say, let's, yeah. we're going into our workspace, and then inside the workspace was recorded in New Jersey or something. Yeah, I think some people are a little more um, accurate in terms of vibe because there's things like. Law and Order mm-hmm. or SVU, any of those type of shows where it's not really the vibe of New York. Right. It, it's more of this is a crime drama. In fact, we've started watching the the show Will Trent. Yeah, and that's that, good. But that takes place in Atlanta. Right. And it's got the same vibe <laughs> as Law and Order, basically. It's got the same kind of aesthetics where you're like, oh, this is supposed to be taking place in Atlanta, but nothing about it is really Southern. Yeah. And so... Nobody's eating peach pie. Right. Or a peach. <laughs> Nobody's drinking Coca-Cola or going to the Coca-Cola museum. museum. No one has yeah, a ticket stub from the Coca-Cola museum. Right. Um, right. I agree with you that um, sometimes you can get the vibe. Well, all the external shots are going to be accurate. You know, like picture it. We're in Georgia. But you and I just did a show at City Vineyard and we passed the firehouse used for Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Now today they treat the tourists with a little hanging Ghostbusters sign so you know that, is this the firehouse? It definitely is. But the interior, you can peek right in and see, this isn't what they used to shoot the film. No, it's just a firehouse. It's like a firehouse. Yeah, there's, there's no a fire room. truck sitting there. and like There's, there's no room no for room. a candid camera crew. <laughs> there's no room for a giant uh, ghost uh, prison. Right. They make it look like a warehouse in the film. So I, they must have shot in some kind of Williamsburg warehouse, I guess. But um, no, I don't even know if they shot that part in New York. Maybe they did. But. I know that near our neighborhood, they used to always block off traffic to shoot elementary. So every episode I watched of elementary, I tried to figure out what part of it was in our neighborhood because none of it looks like. That's Again, when we look out the windows, we see brick walls. We don't see sunshine and, and trees. But when you look out the windows of a television show, you usually see you know the artificial sunlight. 
Yeah, and there's always a dead body on those shows. and Never once seen never a dead see body. Never see a dead body. I see a lot of passed out bodies. Oh, I definitely see a lot of those. I've passed a little bit of but vomit surprising, this Surprisingly enough, there's never any of those passed out bodies in the Law & Order episodes. It's just a dead body. Yeah! Every, uh, the streets are clean. There's nobody sitting there. Uh, it's not. It doesn't accurately portray that part of it Right, for that reason, that's why I don't buy into when they have a jogger see a body in the woods and scream it's like how do you know that's not just someone sleeping off a hangover yeah and if it's new york nobody reports it anyway yeah you don't that's not how you react in real life if you see a still moving body here's how i react if i see a person in the subway who is laying down and not moving i slow my walk i look i can't see breathing so then i look around at my fellow man and i'm like does anybody else see this person that may be a corpse (laughs) <laughs> but we're all quiet. We're just like, hmm? And then inevitably someone will say, sir, sir, are you all right? And then they'll stir and then you go back on your way. I know. That, that, that's the thing. You end up getting burned too many times. They're not a dead body. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home.